Today's episode contains some material or content that may not be suitable for all listeners. Discretion is advised. Welcome to the Plum Forest Podcast, where we give you modernized versions of classical Chinese fables and short stories. You like that? It was a little different, wasn't it? Well, this is not different, because like every other episode, be sure to absolutely smash that like, subscribe, and follow button so you don't miss any of our new episodes. And if you really want to, you should leave a review or a comment, because it lets me know that you're listening, and I like that. I hope everyone is staying safe and enjoying the fall finally arriving. Trees are starting to turn colors, and the area that I am in is starting to look real, real pretty with all the trees changing colors. Fall is almost my favorite time of year because it's hoodie weather, and hoodies are my favorite article of clothing ever. Like, they're just super comfortable and are always nice to wear, and personal favorite article of clothing of the Pump Forest podcast, but you're not here to listen to me rant about my fashion sense, or actually lack thereof fashion sense. You want to hear a story, and do we have a great one for you today. This week's episode is one of the many that originate in that Pu Song Ling collection called Strange Tales from a Chinese Studio, or in Chinese, Liao Zai Zhi. The original of today's story was called Du Xiao Lei, which doesn't translate to anything at all, and it's actually the name of the main character in this story. This is one of the many classical and well-known stories that has actually gained its fame from being such a gross and wild story. But you're used to that by now, so I think you'll be fine for this story. And this story does get super weird at the end, but why am I telling you what's going to happen at the end? You just want to listen to the story. So don't worry, we'll chat afterwards and you can see exactly what I mean. On that note, let's get weird with it and start today's story. The Dumplings. In the year 2008, many people struggled due to the financial crisis that was going on. And don't worry, this is not a political or news podcast, so we're not going to talk too much about that crap. But there were many families that were affected by the economic issues that were going on around them. One family in particular got hit harder than most. In a small city in southeastern Indiana, Connorsville was the name, there happened to be a family that had moved there over a century ago. This family, the Boneleys were their name, were Connorsville royalty, or as much royalty as you can be for a southeastern Indianan city. And this family made their huge empire during the mid-20th century, but by the end of the century, they were really starting to struggle. And by the year 2000, their company was going down fast and they held on by a tiny thread to any financial gains that they had. When the 2008 crisis hit, this drove the last two Boneleys to a point where there was no recovering, and they just had to sell any assets that they had. The family, which at this point only consisted of the mother, her son, and the son's wife, had to move into a small shack just on the outskirts of town. When they moved into this dilapidated house, 
They were barely able to get by every month, with the mother and wife having to stay home because of some health reasons. During the early 2000s, the stress of the failing company caused the mother's vision to start to go blind, and every day it would just get worse and worse. And by 2006, she was as blind as a bat. Now with this blind mother, the wife of the son was also pregnant. So her husband, Trent, had to step up and take care of all the issues that he could. Trent would work long hours at the mill and would often bring home food every night to feed his mother and pregnant wife. And the quality of the food that they could afford wasn't the best, so they would have to usually get creative when making food. You know, that was kind of fun, making new stuff and trying stuff out. The wife, Abby, was amazing at this. She could be given three of the most basic ingredients and make something amazing out of literally nothing. One day, Trent was at the market getting some food for dinner on his way home from work. The cashier scanned all the items and then asked him, Will that be cash or card? Card. Trent swiped his card. Um, I'm sorry, sir. It says the card was declined. Would you like to try again? Yeah, yeah, let me try again. Trent swiped his card once again. I'm sorry, sir, but it said the card was declined again. Would you like to try another card? Uh, uh, can we remove the ice cream and juice? Yeah, no problem. The cashier removed the two items from the register and asked him once again. Would you like to try your card now? Yeah, let's give another shot. Trent swiped his card for the third time, and this time, luckily, it went through. All right, sir. Here's your receipt. Take care. Have a nice day. Trent grabbed his bags and headed out the door with his head hung low because being declined in line is so embarrassing. I mean, like, in all honesty, that's like one of the worst feelings in the world. And it's so sad, but you know, it showed his perseverance and his pride so we dealt with the problem and quickly headed home. He returned home and right when he opened the door, his wife asked him, Hey, why are you home so late? Hey honey, uh, I got held up at work and our card got declined at the market, so I had to remove the, the ice cream and the juice. Oh lord, but did you get everything else on the list? Yeah, yeah, I got everything else on the list. And I got a deal on some pork that was discounted. So we should use it soon before it starts to get all funky. Oh, that's fine then. We can make dumplings like my grandma used to make. Oh, I love dumplings. The mom shouted from the other room. Oh, hi mom. I thought you were asleep. Trent then went over and greeted his mom with a kiss as she sat there on the lazy boy listening to the TV. Hi son, how was work? Ooh, you look tired. Rough day? Oh, you know, work was work. Always problems that no one can fix. How was your day? <laughs> oh, you know, blind as a bat and ran into the doorframe again. She ran into the doorframe? Yeah, but it wasn't too bad. She just bumped herself, but didn't get hurt too bad. Excuse me, it actually hurt like hell. I'll have you know. Mom, there's no bruises or anything. You're fine. Quit getting on Abby's case. She's actually, she's been trying to help you every day. Well, considering I keep running into all these walls, I wouldn't say she's doing that great of a job. 
That's on you, Mom, not Abby. Give her a break. The mom grumbled, but she continued to listen to her soaps. Trent walked over to Abby and gave her a hug and rubbed her pregnant belly. How's our little baby doing today? Trent said to Abby's belly. He's been kicking all day. Just won't stop squirming around. Hey, that means he's healthy. Oh, I know, but your mom has been constantly writing me and just giving me shit, which is not helping with the stress levels. She yelled at me today for like 30 minutes straight because I forgot to put salt in her eggs this morning. Um, I can hear you. Careful what you say about your mama. Remember, I changed your diaper for years. The mom chimed in from the living room. We know, mom. Just enjoy your shows and dinner will be ready soon. Abby soon finished cooking dinner, and then all three of them sat down at the table and ate dinner together like they did every other night. The next day, Trent headed off to work and Abby and Mom stayed home like they did every other day. The mom turned on the TV and listened to The Price is Right like she did every other morning. And just as she got comfy in her couch, Abby came over and said to her, How's Drew doing today? Well, he's no Bob Barker, but his voice is calming. (laughs) Oh, you and Bob. Well, I met Bob once, and he was just an upstanding man. I mean, I tell you, a wonderful man, unlike you. I mean, I would have gotten rid of you a while ago, but Trent seems to like you, so I guess I have to put up with you. Well, that's not very nice. Life isn't nice. Deal with it. Can you make me some food? I'm hungry. The mom barked at Abby and she just nodded her head. Uh, Sure, what do you want? I heard this ad for some dumplings this morning. Like those Chinese ones? Oh, make me some of those. And don't delay, you're gonna make your mother go hungry. Ugh, dumplings? Are you serious? That's so much work. Oh, no it's not. I know you make them quickly. So just use that pork before it goes bad and we'll eat them for dinner. And hurry up. The mom barked at her. Fine, I'll just make some dumplings with this pork and we can put the others in the fridge for later tonight, okay? That's great. Now get cooking. Me and Drew have a date. It's Plinko time. Abby headed into the kitchen and began making those famous dumplings. She grabbed the pork out of the fridge and gave it a quick whiff. (laughs) Oof. Okay, this... Might be bad, but I don't think it's too bad to eat or anything. Fortunately, I'm just going to be cooking it right now. She rolled out the dough, diced some spring onions, and added the spices to make it just as she'd made it many times before. As she was about to start folding the dumplings, a cockroach ran across the counter. Ah! Oh my god. What was that? Oh, uh, nothing, Mom. I just (laughs) startled myself. Yeah, of course. You kids are always just startling yourselves. Abby shook her head. As she shook her head, she looked over at that cockroach and started to think. She looked at the cockroach and then looked at the meat and then looked over at Mom. This bitch. Abby grabbed a second plate and put it next to the other one with the few already folded dumplings on it. She continued to fold the dumplings for some time and soon the plate was almost full with dumplings. The bowl of the meat filling was now about a quarter full, and she noticed another cockroach scurry past. 
Right behind that cockroach was another one, and she grabbed the newspaper and smashed both of them with all her might. She then looked over at the flattened cockroaches and looked back at the rest of the filling. A light bulb went off in her head. She scooped up the two dead cockroaches and diced them up on the chopping board. After she diced down the cockroaches to small bits, she scraped them up into the filling bowl and began mixing all the meat with all these little bits of cockroaches. She folded the rest of the meat into the dumplings, and after steaming them for just a few minutes, she said to the mom, Lunch is ready. Well, I mean, finally. Jeez, since when do dumplings take that long? Abby set the plate down on the dining room table, and Mom came over to the table to begin eating her food. Ooh, why do these smell funky? Ooh, oh, 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 they, they, they smell like someone farted in them. What are you talking about? I don't smell anything. Well, of course you don't smell it. You don't have a refined nose like me. Yeah, okay, whatever you say. Can you just eat them now? No! Oh, oh, these smell horrible, okay? I refuse to eat this crap. Make me something else, and make it fast. Are you serious? Something else? I've been making these for so long, and you, now you just won't eat them? God, give me a break. Ugh, well, we'll just make better food next time. Give me a bowl of cereal so I don't die of hunger. <sighs> for fuck's sake. Abby grabbed a bowl of cereal and gave it to her mom to eat, and she scarfed it down before heading over to listen to more TV. The day went on, and both of them did what they did every other day. You know, listening to TV, all that good stuff. And after a short while, Trent returned from work again and walked into the door. Hello, my loves. I'm home. Hey, Trent. Hi, Trenty. Trent walked over into the kitchen and saw the plate of dumplings sitting on the table. Ooh, looks like Abby made dumplings today. Why didn't you eat them yet? Oh, they were for your mom's lunch, but she said they smelled weird, so she didn't eat them. Trent sniffed them. <laughs> These don't smell weird at all. What are you talking about, Mom? They do. You two don't know what you're talking about. Those dumplings smell horrid. Oh, Mom. Here, here. You know what? Let me try one. Wait, no. Those... Those are... Old. And, uh, they've been sitting out all day. She wanted me to show you them before I actually threw them away, but I made more dumplings for dinner. Oh, come on. They can't be that bad. Trent started to open up one of the dumplings and looked at the filling inside. Just as he opened one of them up, Abby headed to the bedroom and slammed the door shut. Trent then began inspecting the meat filling and soon realized that there were these small bits of something that he'd never seen before. What on earth are these? The more he inspected them, the more he was curious about what these little specks were. While he inspected another, a small cockroach walked across the table. The sunlight then reflected off the shell of the cockroach, and that same reflection was on the dumplings. Oh. My. God. Trent ran over to the bedroom to have a quick talk with his lovely wife. So, Abby, 
What were those little specks in the dumplings you gave my mom for lunch? Specks? I don't... I don't know what you mean. Don't play dumb with me. I put two and two together, and it looks as if you put some cockroaches in the dumplings. Are you out of your mind? Abby, you know I love you, and you are the mother of my child. But please be honest with me. Did you put bits of cockroaches in the dumplings you served my mom? I mean... Well... Maybe. Yes... Okay, fine. Yes, I did. I put the goddamn cockroaches in your mom's food because she's just a complete and utter bitch. Every damn day, she barks at me like I'm your servant or something, but I'm not a servant, Trent. I'm the mother of your child, and she should respect me more and all the things I do for her. That doesn't mean you have to put cockroaches in the dumplings for lunch. Cockroaches? Have you tried talking to her about how she treats you? Um, of course I fucking have. Every day I make food for her and it's never good enough for her. Okay. 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 I'll go talk to her. Maybe I can get her to change her tune a little and treat you more nicely. Get her to change? Yeah, okay. Good luck with that one, Trent. As Trent exited the room, Abby laid down on the bed and pulled the covers over her head. And just as she did that, her feet popped out of the bottom of the sheet. Trent sat down in front of his mom and said to her, Mom, why are you always so mean to Abby? She does nothing but help, and she's pregnant. Uh, I mean, do you remember what it was like being pregnant? She has a blind mother-in-law who needs help, a baby in her belly, and she does all the cooking and cleaning. Why can't you just be a little nicer to her? Oh, please, I am nothing but nice to that woman. I mean, if she did her job correctly, I wouldn't have to yell at her. But she can't seem to do anything right. She can't do anything right? What are you talking about? She helps you every single day, and she waits on you and helps you with everything. Well, that's her job. I am her new mother, and if she was respectful, she would help me so that I can stay alive. Mom! You've got to be nicer to her. She has enough stress with the baby, and your interactions with her are only cause more stress on your grandchild. Well, she needs to do her job. Respect is earned, not given. Trent let out a huge sigh. <sighs> he then headed back into the bedroom and wanted to ask Abby a few questions. How are you doing, honey? Are you alright? No, I'm not alright. I'm just going to lay here all night. Honey, you can't put cockroaches in someone's food. That's just bad. Yeah, I know that, but whatever. Okay, then. I'll go steam those dumplings in the fridge. Wait. Do those have cockroaches in them, too? No, those ones are fine. I only gave the cockroach ones to your mom for lunch. Are you sure? Yes, of course I'm sure. Really? Positive? Yeah, the ones in the fridge are fine. Just leave me alone. I'm going to lay here for a bit and then I'll be out later. Trent kissed her on the forehead and headed back out to start cooking the dumplings. The clean dumplings, that is, not the gross cockroach ones. As he finished steaming the dumplings, he put the set of clean non-cockroach dumplings on the table and headed to go get Abby. He cracked the bedroom door and said, Hey, Abby, 
Dumplings are ready if you want some. <gasps> Abby grunted. Okay, well, if you want some, there are some there for you on the table. He closed the door and went out to finish the meal with his mother. They soon finished their meal, and after Trent did all the dishes, like a good husband, he put his mother to bed and decided to check on Abby once again. He stepped into their room where all he could see on the bed was the shape of a person and her two feet poking out the bottom of the bed cover. Honey, you doing any better? She grunted. Are you just going to sit there and sulk all night? Abby grunted once again. So help me, Abby. I... Talk to me! We need to figure this out. Don't just sit there and grunt. He yanked the bed cover off Abby. And to his surprise, Abby was now a pig with women's feet. What is going on? Trent shouted. Right when he lifted the blanket, the pig began running around on its women's feet and ran around their apartment in a fury. Trent walked out of the room to watch this pig run around their house with his wife's feet. What's going on? The mother piped in from her bedroom. Uh, I I don't know. What do you mean you don't know? The mother then proceeded to get out of bed and headed into the hallway when she heard pig squeals. Trenty, is that a pig? Uh, yeah. It is. Well, it's Abby. She somehow turned into a pig. Oh my lord, you have got to be kidding me. Abby turned into a pig? Yeah, I I, I wish you had your vision right now so you could see this. She's, She's a pig with women's feet. Oh, well, I can smell and hear it, so I do not need my sight for this, nor am I sure I want it. The pig continued to run around the apartment, and Trent couldn't catch it for the life of him. So, Trent, like any other good, smart-thinking man, did the next best thing. He opened the door, and the pig beelined it straight out the door and ran off into the distance. The mom came over next to Trent standing in the doorframe and said to him, She was always kind of a pig. I'm just saying. Wow, well, wee wah, that got super weird, super fast. But I told you that in the intro, didn't I? I remember the first time I read the story that this was based off of, and I thought that I accidentally skipped a page or something, and yeah, I had no idea. I mean, where the hell did that pig thing come from, and why? Why did she turn into a pig? Who knows at this point, because we can't just ask Mr. Pooh, because he's dead and all, but hot Damn, that story is just fucking wild. The whole mean mother-in-law idea is also used in almost every culture. I mean, look at almost any story with a mother-in-law and they will most likely be portrayed in a bad light. Think about that for a bit. And when I wrote this story, I could not stop thinking about how okay they were with roaches just running around their house. Fuck that noise. But you know, tough times call for tough measures. I also thought about one of my favorite Yo Mama jokes when the roaches would run by. That joke went something along the lines of, 
Your mama's so poor, when I went over to your house, I opened the drawer in the kitchen and three cockroaches, two beetles, two flies, and two maggots all started singing together, We are a family. <laughs> God, that was a good joke. I missed those your mama jokes. Those were fun. Well, with all these weird things popping up in the story, I know you must have a few questions. So head on over to the Plum Forest Podcast subreddit, and you can discuss with everyone these questions that you may have about today's story. The voices we had today were awesome. I loved working with these people because they brought so many different tools to the table, and we made it sound great. Thanks, everyone. First off, the cashier was done by the wonderful voice of Rosa. Rosa has two podcasts that are absolutely amazing. One is Rosa Reviews, and she reviews films and is actually pretty interesting to listen to. The other is Latinx Reviews, where her and her friend review representations of the Latinx community in film and TV. Also, they did a review of the movie of Stand and Deliver, which is one of my personal favorite movies. This movie was actually the first movie I translated into Chinese for my teacher, and it was also that same exact movie that inspired me to become a teacher. So I kind of have a soft spot for that movie. But either way, both of her podcasts are must-listen-tos if you like quality podcasts. The role of the mom was done by the absolutely amazing voice from Samantha Gordon. If you've ever listened to the Carletta Botox Chronicles podcast, she's the voice of Carletta Botox. She's constantly talking to her diary in this podcast, and it is so funny and so clever. Personally, I love the intro when she's explaining her name about the Carlotta with two dots. What the fuck is an umlaut? (laughs) I love that. That's so funny. Abby was done by the amazing Murphy K. Murphy has been killing it with the voices for our podcast like this one. She was gorgeous. I mean, like, she was supermodel hot. Like, 6'2". She couldn't have weighed more than, like, a buck 25? She does amazing things, and you can find her on her podcast, Fringe Fiction Podcast. Lastly, Trent's voice was done by London Smith from the Jock Doc Podcast. This dude is fucking hilarious. His stories are all fake medical educational podcasts, and it's like a half improvised along with half scripted, and it's fucking perfect. It works so well, and what they make is amazing. But when you listen to this podcast, please make sure that you know it is not a truthful and real medical podcast. It's completely fake. All these wonderful people helped me out so much this week, so be sure to give them the love that they deserve by checking out the work that they do. All those links to all their projects that they're doing can be found on our website at plumforestpodcast.com and you go down to today's episode and you'll see all the links right there. You can still find our Twitter and Instagram at plumforestpod and our website is still just hanging out at plumforestpodcast.com. Our website has all sorts of masks and postcards and you can buy them and we even ship them out to you super duper fast. Right, customers? Uh, yeah. Also, you can buy a postcard for a friend of yours and we'll write it and mail it to them without you having to lift a finger. Well, you kinda gotta click the finger and put in some information, so you, you get what I mean. It's really easy. And what a great way to spread the word of the greatest podcast ever recorded. And they also get a cool note from me, your beautiful host. 
Also, don't forget to check out our Patreon too. It's still there. Well, barely, but it's still there. Check it out, you know. Make sure you're back next week for an all-new episode that will get your mind going just like all these do. But until then, take care and stay safe. You just listened to a Where's Kellen production. Nailed it.